0: Today's episode is sponsored by Youmore. Youmore helps us better understand and uplift our mental health with instant screening, data tracking, insights, and targeted exercises. I've had the pleasure of having both co-founders on the podcast, and I really admire what they do and love their vision behind the company. Youmore is the AI-powered mental well-being tracker that helps you build positive habits, change behaviors, and share your progress with friends, family, and physicians. Youmore's vision is to make mental health as seamless and as accessible as possible Its purpose is to act as a support and prevention tool and to provide you with the data and insights to help you develop an awareness of your current mental state and stress levels. The way it works is very simple. You download the app for free on your smartphone, you fill in a quick questionnaire that will assess how you're currently feeling, which will act as a starting point, and it will check in with you daily to track your well-being over time and so that you are able to see your progression day by day. Youmore also gives you access to many evidence-based exercises which are designed to help you live your happiest and healthiest life. The goal of YouMore is to be your friend, is there to help and support you in your mental health journey. And to find out more, you can check out their website at youmore.app. Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. Today's guest is Stephanie Abu Stephanie is a theater Healer, Freelance Filmmaker, Production Manager and Editor. After seeing the benefits of Theta Healing through her own experiences, she decided to become a healer herself and to help others remove the negative beliefs that hold us all back. During this episode, we discuss what is Theta Healing and its benefits, we talk about the importance of asking for help, and we both share our own stories about our own healing journeys and the power of beliefs and the freedom that can arise by changing them. And the last message she wanted to share is we spend a lot of time trying to fix and better ourselves, but it's important to remember to not be too hard on ourselves and to approach the process with love, care, and play. Please welcome to the show, Ms. Stephanie abu Jaude.
1: Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. So, Steph, me and you met, I think, about a year ago, right? Yeah, uh, And Lana had actually told me about you. She's like, you have to meet Steph, you have to meet <laughs> Steph. I'm like, okay, fine. And I remember we were at, for the people who don't know, we were at an event called Ollie Days. Correct. And It's a party, but we met and it seemed like we didn't care about the party and we got straight into like personal stuff about hypnotherapy, about theta healing, which is what you do and stuff. And it was a really, really good conversation. And I always, we always said that one day we would do um, a podcast together. So here we are. So guys, today we're going to be talking about, Steph is a theta healer and um, we're going to be talking about theta healing, spirituality, mindfulness, how does it all play into it, our experiences with that kind of stuff, and dive into a couple more things. But before we get into, every, into everything, Steph, why don't you give all of us a little bit of background about yourself, and yeah. we'll take it from there.
1: Sure. So yeah, I, I met you a year ago. It was wonderful. I feel like we clicked. We like, did, yeah. Immediately, sure. it was just like, boom, and we got yeah. into it, and I was like, I didn't even know what you do. Like, we didn't yeah, yeah. even know like anything serious about it. It was just more like deep. We went like delve deep. So. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm a product. I'm in production. I'm a filmmaker, and I I do theta healing as something as like a secondary job, but it's also like a huge driver in my life. So even though I'm in production and I'm a filmmaker and I'm I just finished studying film, I feel uh, like I constantly go back to healing to healing to theta healing. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So it's those two things that I that I do yeah. on Lebanese all yeah. my life. <laughs> so yeah. All
0: right, awesome. Yeah. Um, so let's start with I guess this is I wanted this <coughs> conversation to be focused around theater healing for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think many people know what it is. Uh, number two, I would bet money most people haven't had a session before, yeah. and I think there's a lot of because I'm looking reflecting on my experience with hypnotherapy <coughs> and. The cl- even working with clients, it's very, the people who came and work with you are people who believe in it, number one, or like are open to, you know, this new possibility, this new form of treatment or therapy. But how did you, I guess, discover Theta Healing? How did you get started? And what made you decide, you know what, I actually want to train to become a Theta Healer?
1: So I've always been quite a spiritual person. I think I've always dabbled in different modalities and like my whole life, I've always felt like there's something um bigger deeper than than just what what we see and what we hear and what, what you know what our senses let us witness um and i i i, I kind of got into like manifesting at an early age in high school um and then kind of went into like really meditating yeah. in college and then it wasn't until i was i think 23 years old and uh i'm gonna be really open about yeah yeah it, sure had a really really uh, bad experience there was something happening in our family my father was like not okay and um one day cynthia my older sister comes up to us and she's like i just met a theta healer and we we're all like what's a theta healer <laughs> and so she was like you know she did a healing on me we were like talking the whole time and she did something called the digging which i'll explain later uh, and then she was like, "Do you guys want to do the class and the certifi- certification?" And we were all like, uh, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." So me and my two sisters and my mom. My mom was like, "I will not let you do this alone. I don't know what this is." <laughs> so she immediately was just like, "I need to come in to make sure you're not doing something wrong." She's now like a certified oh really theta <laughs> healer who does this as like a full time <laughs> full time gig. That's awesome. So yeah, like we all we all got into it. Ended up taking loads of classes and realized that like it heals you, but it's also like a huge, um, it's it's such a good resource to have to help you change your reality, to help you shift mm. things in your life, to help you grow quicker with more ease, without conflict, kind of removing uh the negative beliefs that make us invite difficulty, which we sure. will of course get into, but that's essentially how we got into it. We were as a family going through something really difficult um with, with, with uh, yeah, and uh, ended up kind of being like let's try this out and it was it was such a wonderful experience for us really yeah
0: that's awesome well i'll what it's the story is awesome, I'm sorry if you guys no, are going through a tough time at the time no, it's um okay. but it's um, it's interesting how not only you, but like your mom, your sisters, you all got yeah. into that vibe, which is awesome. You said uh, something just now that it can be, it's a powerful resource to have, which I, I agree. Uh, I relate hypnotherapy quite similarly to theta healing. There are differences, but the concept of having a resource like that, that you can use not only for other people, but potentially for yourself. So on that question, with so with hypnotherapy or with hypnosis you can do hypnosis on yourself it is possible but you you can't kind of go through i think a session on yourself is theta healing similar or can you use it in that way could you tell me a little bit more about that
1: sure um so you can definitely do it on yourself. Okay. And uh, it's actually, it's called the self-digging, um, which I, I do on smaller problems and even big problems. Or if I just like, if I don't have a healer who can do something on me immediately. Um, and what I like to do when I do that is go into the meditation um, and journal and write down my entire session as if i'm doing it on myself it's almost like i'm having a conversation with myself okay and because i'm in a theta brainwave, uh which we can explain in, in a bit but um you're still you're still able to uh to bring yourself in and out and you're not in a hypnotic state so you're still here you can still kind of go in in and out of your subconscious and you and you can shift. Mm. So it's not difficult. You just have to have the discipline to mm. keep bringing yourself out and in when okay. you need to like write things down or if you need to make a note or, um, sort of journal what you're doing. And I, okay. I like to journal what I'm doing when I dig on myself. So you can do it on other people. You can definitely do it on yourself. And, uh, it's super interesting that you'll, you, when you do it on yourself, what you discover about you and how there's an actual relationship you have with you that you never really knew was there till you start to speak to yourself. Mm. It's a cool tool to have.
0: Yeah. So you base that's really interesting that you that you do it and then you stop yourself, journal about what just happened, and then you dive back into it. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. I guess technically if, if that's the process, I guess you could do that with hypnotherapy as well. I think you could. Nice. But I, I don't know. I think it's... Uh, this is my perspective. Uh, there's no right or wrong here. But I think that I would n- I would prefer someone else asking me those kind of questions because me asking them to myself might not give me maybe the answer that I probably should have gotten to because there's maybe other things that are going to come. That relationship you said, like you for yourself. So if I'm asking inner Khalid. It might be a lot of shit that comes in between yeah. that might not like get me to let me get to him or find that what that answer is.
1: Absolutely, and and that's the thing is like if you want to do it on yourself, and mind you, I know so many data healers who are just like, uh, do I want to do this on myself? And a lot of them are like, I don't like self diggings. I know myself. I'm going to try to avoid and I'm going to resist certain mm, things and that yeah. I don't want to to even kind of address or that I think is serving me. So I want to kind of secretly keep it. Whereas uh, another healer will look at you as a client and will be so objective and be able to call you out exactly. on certain things and guide you where you might not want to take yourself, right? <laughs> so if you do it on yourself, the thing I always say is you have to be super honest with yourself and that is a very hard thing to do. But when you, when you exercise that discipline, it's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, so yeah.
0: so it's interesting. So how many how many times would you say you've probably done it on yourself?
1: Oh, um, I would say like seventy times. Oh wow, okay, yeah, a like, lot. Oh wow, that's that's me. I I don't know why I had a but like a lot. A lot. Okay. Yeah. Not a not a. It's not. It, I don't like to do it all the time, just mm. because I feel like getting. I get certain things from other healers that I won't get from my own self. Um, And, but I, I, there are certain things that I'm like, you know, I can do this on my own. Or if it's like, oh shit, I have this like meeting and I really want to do this digging for this, I don't know, presentation or this meeting. Let me do it quickly. And I'll, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have time to call someone up and be like, can I have a session? (laughs) So it really depends. But, but, uh, yeah, I would, I would say, um, you have to have that discipline and that kind of like, you have to be your own, your own like truth monster.
0: Yeah. 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 And and I think that's, uh, that's definitely the hardest thing to do um and i think well it's interesting that you've done it many times on yourself i guess would you say going through those experiences of besides the other healers you just on yourself do you feel like now because of those things you have a deeper understanding of yourself that you maybe you didn't have before
1: yeah definitely um and i and i think i think uh, a relationship that i didn't know ever existed and I, I mean that in, in in every way because we're always talking to ourselves. Like from the day that we are born till now, we we really, really forget about the that inner voice in us that sort of navigates our direction and we don't realize how much how much it can control us, uh, but we also don't know how we don't realize how much we could Um, speak to it and find a middle ground and get to know it and realize that it is part of you Um, it is a driver in your life um, and another aspect of who you are and we really neglect it I think and when you do certain exercises like this and it doesn't necessarily mean uh doing a digging session or doing a like a healing session on yourself but even just journaling or sitting alone with your thoughts and just observing your thoughts these exercises uh that predominantly focus around meditation are are really 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 wonderful tools in, in self growth for the sole purpose that you're witnessing yourself in just period witnessing mm. yourself yeah just that simple observation is a step closer into understanding who you are and what you need to do to to become to grow yeah. To, to learn.
0: Yeah. To get to that next, that, to overcome maybe something that's blocking you or to take you from where you are to where you want to go. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, that's what I would say.
0: Yeah. That's, it's, I 100% agree with you that that is something that is always neglected, <clears throat> the relationship with ourselves and that inner voice or that your inner self, uh, for a better word. And a lot of times, I think, when we start hearing about your inner voice, whatever, it's mostly because you made a good point that we're always talking to ourselves. So, you know, and we're always in our own heads having a conversation with ourselves. Don't do this, do that, whatever the case might be. A lot of times, typically, I'd say if you can look at the average, it's negative. Usually, you know, it's a negative voice, which gives negative thoughts, which leads to negative emotions and the cycle just, you know, you know, perpetuates exactly. Yeah. So I guess the question is, I know scientifically why it's, we tend to focus on negative thoughts more than positive thoughts because of our history, the way our brains work about, you know, looking out for danger, all that kind of stuff. But I guess, how do you start having that dialogue with yourself? think that's the challenge
1: yeah uh, that's a good question actually how do you start having that dialogue with yourself I think there are so many different ways that you can discover yourself um, what I have I mean this is quite uh, quite a challenging one but what I have noticed is that the first thing you need to do is catch yourself when you're running away from yourself which we all do so okay and we are we are programs we yeah. are literally filled with programs yep. our brain from the age of 1 to 7 is in a theta brainwave we are sponges we're soaking in all the information and we are literally creating programs and beliefs that formulate our belief system and this belief system which is embedded in your subconscious mind is designed there to keep you alive yeah so everything we are experiencing the good the bad the ugly the pleasurable the you know everything is there to keep us going to keep us alive to keep us growing and our subconscious and our conscious mind are quite separate and the challenge is uh, and uh, also the 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 thing that we are supposed to do is to sort of find a way to get the two of them to begin to work with each other mm. sort of like merge yeah. and that means becoming aware of your subconscious mind right um Our subconscious mind isn't like our conscious mind. In my conscious mind, I like close the door on my finger and I'm like, that hurt. Ow. I'm in a lot of pain. Your subconscious mind is like, I grew. I don't care how I learned it. I don't understand what negative versus, you know, positive experiences are. The the matter of fact here is that this is my belief system. This is what I'm going to attract in order to keep my belief system going. Mm. And so... To answer your question, if we continue enabling negative beliefs within our belief system, what ends up happening is we perpetuate the same cycles that have kept us alive, right? Yeah. So the first thing is can I? I'll give you an example. Sure. Is like from the ages of one to seven, uh, you know, your, your parent was quite verbally abusive to you. And then they would come back to you and they would say, Oh, well, I didn't mean to do that. I, I do it because I love you. Mm. They, they're they they're telling you that they love you, but they're also being verbally abusive. So the belief that you start to formulate there is, okay, so that love is abuse. When I'm mm. abused, that means that someone loves me. Yeah. So, you know, your age is like, you know, 29, 30 years old. And someone's like, maybe we should change that. Your belief system's like, no, no, no. How will I find love if I don't have abuse? Because it doesn't know any other way. Yeah, that's so, the link. That's the link. Like, you're... you're you think it's negative, but your subconscious is like, that's how I receive love. Like, how else am I going to receive love? Yeah. Where's the receptor for love? So you, you need to, you know, be aware of those beliefs. That's what I would say you have to do. And get to a point where you're so uh, honest with yourself about it, and you're ready to let it go instead of run away from it. Resist it. Resist say, it, I want to yeah. keep this because it serves me. Um, instead, say, um, no, I'm ready to change this. I'm ready to reprogram myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's about facing it, being honest with yourself, observing it, really sitting and observing your thoughts. Listen to yourself because so many times like we're just sitting in a room and we have so many thoughts that run through our mind and a lot of them are self yeah, yeah. you know, thoughts that are just harmful in, in general, but you don't even notice you're doing it to yourself. Observe it and and figure out where it comes from. Yeah, That's the key. Where did I start thinking this way? And then, and then that's like a great start to being able to uh, remove and eliminate all of the negative programming that we've been, you know, we've we've been building up for so long.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, that's a fantastic example that you used, by yeah. the way. I think it really makes it Thank you. R- relatable. Like I think you understand that it's about, and especially like you said, like in uh, Theta and hypnotherapy we did a lot of things around regressions and learning how to do regressions. And regressions means going back to your past. Now, it's not a fixed point in your past. You're gonna decide based on our session, whatever's gonna come up will reflect what points in your past did certain situations happen that caused you to have this belief. But it blew my, it still blows my mind. And it was interesting that you focused, you kept saying on those ages like one to seven, those primitive years, you know, when you're like a sponge, your brain is like still developing and growing. That how much of what happened during that time affects you, and it just runs for the rest of your life. Like I only found out about the belief that I wasn't enough, and when I actually went to therapy for it, when I was twenty nine.
1: Wow! Like some, yeah. and, you
0: know, and I had no idea how patterns would repeat in my life in many, and would represent themselves in many situations, in relationships, in work, in self worth, whatever the case might be. But I never knew. I didn't know, I'm like, why is this happening? And so I got to a point, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> I need to find out what's going on because I feel like Look I've tried up. everything I can to do it alone and I haven't got the answer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but on the power of beliefs, and you talked about this a little bit, you touched on how a belief, I learned this too, that a belief, whether positive or negative, is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. There's a. It has a purpose. We don't know if it's a good, not necessarily it's a good purpose or a bad one, but it's serving a purpose. And... What I've learned and what what you kind of said is the way to start is to develop awareness, to start, you know, taking some time to think, to sit down. That's why a lot of times in both of the things that we do, meditation is a key part of it because meditation, at least in my perspective, is all about quieting quieting, <laughs> the mind and just observing your yeah. thoughts, just observing. And you said observing too. Um, but... I learned, at least in my experience, I could listen to what you said and what we talked about. Like, yeah, sit sit with your thoughts, observe it, whatever. But in my experience, and I think for a lot of people, it's some experience you've had in your life, something, an event has happened. Absolutely. Is that is that trigger or that yeah. catalyst to start making you think like, whoa, 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 what's like, what's going on here? Why am I feeling this way? What has happened? Do you do you have did you have a similar experience with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there is always a place by which your program or your negative belief has stemmed from. Yes. Always. Yeah. It doesn't just come from nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and in Theta Healing and in other spiritual modalities, they talk about four different, um, uh, four different aspects of the self. You have your, your, or four different aspects of the belief system. You have your core, uh, your soul, your genetic, and your history. Mm-hmm. So I'll go into history, past lives, if anyone believes in them. The idea here is that you carry on certain beliefs, fears, uh, traumas from your past lives into this one. Okay. Your uh, your soul, the belief systems of your soul, can be also carried through from here, from all of uh, from everything you've experienced on every dimension. Um, you have your genetic. Uh, this one's super interesting. Not all beliefs uh, get carried through from the age of one to seven. Uh, The reason, I mean, we inherit beliefs the same way we inherit the color of your eyes or or your hair or uh, the color of your skin. And those beliefs are inherited to keep you alive. Mm. So whatever has kept your ancestors surviving, whether they're good or bad, those have been carried through in your actual genetic lineage, in your ancestral lineage and you bring that in so for instance we are from war-stricken countries mm-hmm. and sometimes i'll find myself like hoarding a lot of food and i'm just like you know like i go to the i go to the grocery store and i'm like get a lot of water get a lot of this and then i'll look at my sisters and i'll be like why are, why, am, why are we doing this they're like dude we, you know like we've literally like it's it's generational like mm. so we, we have certain beliefs that we just inherently get from our ancestors that we carry through and it's our way to keep our lineage alive uh, which is beautiful and then you have your core your core belief systems, which um, You ca- you get from this life. Yeah um, And from your experiences and that predominantly shape 90% of it is shaped by the time you're seven or eight years old so uh, yeah, those are the those are the different belief systems that they talk about and um for me so many times i'll find i'll catch a belief i'll observe it it'll like literally flutter by and i'm just like where are you (laughs) what is this and i take it i'm like okay cool so why do i feel this way and then i will literally do a quick meditation or sometimes I, i i already know what the memory is but i go back to a really young age and it can be something as simple as my parents lost me at disneyland and i felt like Um, I, I, I burdened them because when, when they grabbed me, they were so frantic, they were so angry. Mm. Um, and like, I feel like, you know, that, that was very traumatic for me. Uh, it could be like, I dropped the toast and my parent yelled at me, or it could be something more, uh, more traumatic, which could, you know, which could be abuse, which could be, um, it could be anything, but, but they range. And, and when you get to that is when you discover why the belief started, yeah. And you can clear it from there. Yeah, and you have to figure out where it came from. Yeah,
0: yeah. Ex- you, that's you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. It's finding out where it came from. I always tell people you can't. I can't fix a belief that I don't understand. Yeah, like why is it here? What happened? What's the event? That's why things like hypnotherapy and theta healing is us going on a journey to find out what was the event that caused this belief because it's there whatever happened there is the reason why it formed the belief and the reason why we're here where we are you know right now very interesting okay there's something that's not in hypnotherapy which is when you're talking about the different modalities of like spirituality and so on i've this is something i've never heard of so my eyes are like i'm very (laughs) interested i'm I'm curious i think because i think when it comes to i think we develop our perspective on the world in either through information or through experiences. Yeah. And when it comes to things like hypnotherapy with theater healing, I'm sure you've had people ask you like, oh, does it work? Or like, I don't believe in that or yeah, whatever, which course. is, and but that's fair. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And I understand why you don't believe it because again, it com- the perspective you have and the information. Mm. So I guess, what do you say to like, what would, you say to people who are like, you know what? I don't believe in it. Let's play devil's advocate. You know, like yeah. convince me that this is something that exists or is real or w- even works for for that matter.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, I like to look at, at spirituality or magic as science. We don't understand yet.
0: I like how you said yeah. that. Okay.
1: It's science. We don't, we're not really um, yet in tune with as, as a human race. And, and, I really believe that a lot of what what we do when it comes to uh any healing practices um have a scientific reasoning for why they work. It's not just like, oh, you know, like it, there's an energy at play here, um and there's something very scientific happening. So, what I can say when it comes to theta healing specifically yeah. is that um we have extremely. Um, we have been told that by the time we are a certain age, our brain no longer develops. And that's not true. What they're learning now is that we are constantly developing different and new neural pathways yes. that help us uh, change the way that we think. And the idea here is that when we change the way we think, we attract different realities and different things to happen in our lives. Um, so, when I'm on a, when I'm doing a session on someone, and I'm working with them, I'm thinking a lot about their brain. Mm. I'm not like, where am I? And I'm. It's actually like, I want to reprogram you to to think more positively because when you start to. Change the the way that your neurofunction is working, you actually begin to change your perception, and when you change your perception, somehow the reality changes. Mm. What you attract changes. Mm. There are certain things you don't want anymore. Mm. Something as simple as um, being in a toxic relationship. It's not like a random guy will come up to you and you'll be like, "Oh, we're dating." No, you liked certain things about him, yeah. and he liked certain things about you, and you guys, you know, you met, you 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 get together, right? If you have the belief system of I need to be with someone toxic in order for me to grow or whatever the negative belief is, you're choosing those people. It's not like it happens like that. So when I'm reprogramming you, a part of that is changing the beliefs so that you can um, attract different people, different experiences, different things that you have full control over. There's There's no magic behind that. It's as simple as you have control over your life. You have control over the decisions you make. the decisions you make are heavily heavily backed by the programming that you have for sure for and sure. when you reprogram that when you, when I change those programs with you and we're working together, um, growth happens, mindsets change, and because of that you you want different things you you attract different things so uh that's that's what I would say is like whenever someone's like, "Oh, you know." Uh, This is like I don't believe in this stuff I'm like fair enough It makes every Like for me it works And the reason it works for me Is because I'm like I know That you're While while you're doing this Sorry I don't know why (laughs) (laughs) I'm like going on I'm trying to think of How to say it Yeah yeah it's all good um, I know that While I'm While I'm working On someone Or while I'm working on myself Or someone's working on me It has a lot to do with uh, the neuroplasticity of my brain and how I'm perceiving certain events. So that's, that's the way that I look at it and that's how I sort of say it to people is um, there was a study that was done and Joe Dispenza was actually talking about this where if you do the same thing and think the same thing every single day of your life, your brain function is proven not to change at all. But do one thing differently. Think one thing differently and change just one routine within your day, and you will notice a significant change in the way that your neurons develop. Mm. And when neuro- new pathways happen, you mirror that externally into the world. And your internal state is, uh, your internal state is a reflection of your external world. Does that okay. make sense? Okay. So everything I'm feeling within, is I will see out, outside, mm. I will see externally, and it will come to me in the external world through experiences. So to change my experience, I need to change the thought.
0: Yeah, exactly. The That's origin of the thought. 100%. Yeah. Oh, so many points to talk about. I'm trying, <laughs> to, I'm trying to just like bring everything, yeah. Like, where do I start? Um, first of all, when you were talking about how, because while you were answering the question, i was thinking of what would i say mm. and i think what w- what i would say <clears throat> to someone who says i don't believe in it i'm like once upon a time you believe a certain thing once upon a time the human race believed a certain thing right like for example the world is flat yes once upon a time example. everyone's like we're flat no bro we're gonna fall <laughs> off it's done and then all of a sudden one day someone realized it's not and not only him everyone else is like oh okay we were wrong this is the new thing now we don't believe that Absolutely. anymore so it's kind of like that and okay not to just use that example but in your life I'm sure growing up you believe certain things that when you were 13 that you don't believe now
1: yeah
0: why don't you believe them now Because you went through certain experiences and changes that made you realize, okay, what I was thinking then is bullshit. Okay, Power Rangers are not coming to my wedding or whatever. (laughs) Or my birthday, my wedding. Um and now you know, you know it's (laughs) bullshit. For example, it's a terrible example, but it works. No, it's great. Um so what I also something you said as well is about, you know, neuroplasticity and how your brain changes and changing your mindset and your perspective. What I learned with hypnotherapy and what I love and I always remember the saying that she, like our the trainer said was once you once you change like a perspective, once you expand your mind, it can never go back to what it was. once your perspective changes, you can never you, this is it's like you have a new life it's like a new window it's like a new telescope to look at the world yeah because once you see it like this you can you might question maybe why did i see it like that before but you, you you like physically can't see it like that again and i think that's amazing
1: yeah absolutely uh and it's very true because you're you're constantly evolving like it there's no such thing as going back it, it is always moving forward and there's something crazy about imagining that you will never be able to ever go back to an old mindset you could shift your mindset you know mindsets shift but to go back is it's
0: it's impossible impossible. you can't do it it's so crazy it really is um i'll never even training as a hypnotherapist whatever i'll never be able to comprehend the ability of the power of the mind and like how how crazy the things are possible with it is it's It's an area, I think, that maybe now it's becoming more... People are looking into, like, the brain more because they're trying to, like, replicate the brain and, like, AI and plant chips and, like, all this kind of stuff. But the power of it and the power of beliefs and thoughts... still I understand... Okay, yes. In theory, I understand them. I've experienced them, yes. But it's still... I still can't, like, fully understand it. And the question I have is, I guess, why are people, I guess, still so... Like skeptical or still struggle to understand that you know the the extent of what you can do if you fix you know what's inside here, what's inside
1: yeah. your head. Yeah, look, there's uh for the, uh, you're you're right, and and for someone like you or someone like me, and we've delved into this, and we're like we're just like this works, like because mm-hmm. yeah. you know you yeah. all need to. Know. Yeah. Um, it's sort of the way that I uh, the the comparison I like to think about is like. Back, I think it was in the 60s or 70s, maybe even the 80s. Uh, do you know that DNA was considered pseudoscience?
0: Oh, I... In a court of law? I, no, yeah. I had no idea.
1: Like, uh, th- it was because they didn't know enough about DNA, uh, you couldn't present it in the court of law as evidence to a crime, right? And um, it's just because they didn't know enough. What if people have the same D- DNA? What types of DNA? There's... Um, you know there's different different types that 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 are able to withstand certain environments better than others they they just didn't get it and i i think about it this way is sort of like because right now the science is not fully developed yet people will rely more on conventional means mm-hmm. to kind of get them what they need to do and i feel like we're at a pivotal point right now where we're just starting to learn about all of these different modalities and what they can do to you uh how you can be rewired in a certain way to help your experiences become better to help you grow faster quicker easier without without so much struggle and i think because we're at that transition period and we're sort of like the guinea pigs in all of this and we're figuring out what works and what doesn't work uh people are more reluctant Mm. and fair enough because you know it 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 is. I get it. Yeah, like yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. But I feel like more and more, what I'm witnessing is people being more open to these things and being like, oh, I might try it out. I might dabble in this, and I'm yeah. just like, okay, that's brave and 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 awesome. But um, it's. I think we're in a really really pivotal time where we're sort of like in this transition period, and we're all. Um, starting to learn that we have more control over our world and our reality than we actually thought we did that yeah. that life doesn't happen um to us it happens for us that we're we're the narrators we 're the writers in our own books um we're not just like characters fluttering through life and it's because all of these new modalities are coming out and even new ways of therapy, like yeah, yeah. therapies that are, are actually helping uh, their patients progress quicker than they used to because methods are being applied that weren't being applied before. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's just a transitional period. And I think more and more people are going to kind of like find find their way in all of it and figure out what they what works for them. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: <clears throat> and I think you said uh, the perfect word, what works for them, because... Yeah this kind of therapy might have worked for you, might not have worked for me, and so on. Um, I wanted to, this is a question that um, I was thinking about is, let's say a client comes to me, a client comes to you, okay? They're coming to us because they believe in the the treatments that we're doing. But I want to, I'm going to play devil's advocate because even I don't know the answer to this question. (laughs) Wouldn't you say that, they came to us, we had a session. It was a good session. We know as the, you know, as the practitioners that, that, was a, that was a good session. But do you think that... Like if I'm playing devil's advocate, I can be like, okay, they believed, they have a belief that this will work. So no matter what I did, at the end of it or after it, it whether it's successful or not, if they continue that belief that, oh, that worked... It's going to work. For them, it will work. So the question becomes, where, you know, do, where do we fit in if, if, it just, if at the end of the day it, does, it will come down to that belief? Or it could be the opposite way. They could try us out, but they're not, they don't fully believe this is going to work. Yeah. We can be like, that was a good session. And then afterwards, they don't get what they were looking for. It right. can go both ways. Yeah, so yeah. at the end of the day, does it just come down to how much do you believe this is going to work?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's on both ends as well. Because however powerful their mind is, you as the healer or practitioner or, um, you know, you're the hypnotherapist, for instance, it's your belief system at play here too because two people are working together and there's a link, a connection, a bond happening at that moment. And your belief system, because you're channeling something, um can can really really make a difference on on how how much how much better they they do and I also in all of that I think managing pay, like a client's expectations is pivotal. W- Absolutely. Which I'll always 100%. yeah I'll always say like I have one friend who t- it took her probably more than twenty sessions to work on love and it worked in the end and it was wonderful and she had a lot of um, issues with love that we had to tackle but I would do one issue one 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 session on career and should get a job like that. So certain people have certain uh, things that they struggle more to work with For and sure. that need more work yeah. in therapy, in meditation, in healing, in, in hypnotherapy, in anything. Um, and I'll always say, like, see how you feel after this. And I, I feel like because I know people are expecting, like, they want that quick heal, they want something yes. to just, like, come yes. in and fix all their problems. I'll always remind them it depends on where you're at. Some things need more. Some things just need one. See how you feel and come back to me if you feel like you would like more. Yeah. And the other thing I'll always say is do the work. Like I want, I always want my, like anyone I'm working with to be held accountable for their yes. own, for their own growth yeah. so that they can feel uh, the, the the self-validation. They can, they can experience that from within I themselves. Th-
0: <clears throat> I did this. Exactly. To make them feel that, yeah.
1: Like, I did this, it's not, and it's never, it's never the practitioner, I'm just there witnessing, I'm there asking questions, and I'm sure you feel the same way when you're doing this, is like, so much of it is them making that effort to get there, making that effort to speak, to express themselves, to to put make themselves vulnerable, and when you hold them accountable, and you tell them, like, this requires work, let's do it together, you're not alone, it gives them a sense that they are taking charge in their own life, Ye- yeah. that they're not passengers, and also that like, they've done that work to make themselves better. Better, yeah. It wasn't in in someone else's hands. Yeah. That's so pivotal for, for your own one, healing to take place.
0: 100%. Yeah. Uh, I think you touched on a very important subject of responsibility. I always... One thing that I realized that a lot of people do as a mistake when they're going to any form of therapy is... I'm coming to you. You're the expert. It's like, you fix me. yeah. And it's like, that's we. I could never, even if I had the ability, I could never fix you. I'm just exactly like what you said. I'm here to guide you, yeah. to ask you the right questions, to make you start thinking about these kind of issues. By the end of the day, you have to, again, like you said, you have to put in the work. You have to make those changes. You have to, it's, and what I don't, so, I'm in a bit of a tricky situation nowadays. I realize a couple of things. So do I, I love hypnotherapy, um, but I realized going through my experience working with clients that I've lost some passion for it. And the reason is, is that I didn't like that. Like, I can do my best. I can run a session. I clockwork A to Z they feel fantastic after whatever but I'm I realized my validation or my my opinion of what I think has has been successful is completely dependent on someone else. Yeah. And everyone we know every human being is different. Some people need 5 sessions, some people need 2 sessions, Absolutely. some people need 3, some people it takes a week, some people it takes a month, some people it takes years, you know so i didn't like that i just didn't and it made me lose some passion for it i still believe in it i still love it i can still do it today tomorrow and i'm always ready but i guess i just realized it wasn't giving me the sad like it was a beautiful thing to see someone have a revelation in a session or to be like i never thought of that oh my god like why did this come up? This rep- repressed memory or yeah, I don't know what. Yeah. So I've seen, yes, I've just, I have have seen positive things but I guess at the end of the day, for me, it just, it wasn't enough for me. So I, I've i started to like move away
1: from Which, it. Which, fair enough. Like, yeah. Sometimes you learn it and, and I know so many healers and all different types of modalities who do it just so that they can learn it and uh, they'll do it on their friends, they'll do it on certain clients and um, they enjoy it like that but they don't want to get into having that become you know the only thing that they do and that makes that makes sense that's that's also fine yeah um did you feel like um did you feel like you started to 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 kind of dis- distance yourself from it when you when when you felt worried about what other like uh, patients or clients were like were, were feeling about the session
0: yeah yeah in a way okay in a way um I always told them. I've always told my clients speak freely. You know, was was it good? Was it worth your time? Did I do? Again, okay. They don't know if I did something wrong or not because they don't understand what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. But how do you feel? Was it worth the investment that you made? Was it worth your time? The answer has always been yes. Yeah. So because you're you're putting your money where your mouth is. So I hope you got what you you got what you want out of it. Yeah. Um. But again. For me, I realized it just came down to that success thing. It's not... The process is a formula. Mm -hmm. And every session runs the same way, of course, with different techniques, with different... Within the session, you adjust depending on the person, depending on the questions. But yeah, I couldn't... uh, Everyone's everyone's too different. And I measured my success or that validation came... Like, I'd feel good. I'm like, I helped someone today. But I want to see them become this new person and i have no influence over that because this was one hour to reframe a brain that has believed things for like 30 years 20 years whatever it's not going to happen overnight we might have changed some perspectives today but i can't sit around and wait for when you become the new person that you want to become and have made put in the work as Mm -hmm. you said so I don't know. That's how I felt. Do you feel like that with clients? What What's your take when it comes to like the success? I guess in the end of the day, how do you see it?
1: I used to worry a lot. Like uh, I'd get out of a session with someone, especially at the beginning, and I'd be like, "Was that good enough? Like, did I yes. do enough for you?" And yeah. I would co- I would sometimes lose sleep over it. Like, do do they think that I'm not? Is it bettering them? Is it? And my mom, who honestly, like words of wisdom from this woman, she's amazing. Um, she was like, you know how I look at it stuff. Um, you either, you, they came to your life for a reason. They came, they asked for support. You gave them whatever it is that you could. And she was like, the way that I'm looking at my life now is that I'm doing the best that I can. And if you're happy with it, we can move forward with each other. And if this isn't for you, I respect it. And I'm okay to let it go, and I, I'm sure like the other person is okay to let it. And so that acceptance, which is so hard to do, especially when we have beliefs like I'm not enough, and like I need to the way that I need to validate myself is through helping and supporting other people. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm nothing. Yeah, you know, letting go of that and having full acceptance over um, whatever happens, is it really helps you in the healing process. Because as a healer, you're so invested in in making improvements in another person's life and because your 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 high your high empathy is is such a big uh driver in your life it hurts you to know that you're not being able to fully help someone the way that you know you can get them there and so um letting go honestly that has helped me so much. There've been uh, people who come back, other people who say this was one that uh, they, I just needed one session and I'm happy. And whatever it is, I sort of let go. That even means that I don't like to follow up with a client after I'm done. You know, I'll never be like, how, how are you feeling oh, interesting. today? That's yeah. Interesting. Okay. I, I have to let go. I've done what I needed to do and I'm letting it go. And if you need more, I'm so happy to do more. Mm. Um, and kind of, creating that acceptance and that ability to like to really let go of any outcome releases me from the anxiety and the worry and the fear and I do not have that naturally it's oh, it's my mom who literally like <laughs> drilled it down my throat she was like you will learn no, I'm joking she didn't do it like that but she was like she was very much like yeah they come back they come back that's wonderful they don't then that was what we needed out of that interaction and yeah. and it's taking them to the next thing that will take them to the next thing and you were a part of that journey however small it was mm. and uh, there's so much love in that and mm. when you have so much love and little fear it's sort of like I'm just doing me you know
0: yeah that's a v- that's a v- the way your mom d- described it is yeah. a f- fantastic way to look at it yeah. um, like listening to it I'm like oh kid okay, like that if i applied that sentence to like my thought process i'd be like i feel i feel better yeah i feel a bit i feel a bit better yeah um and i think you touched on an important thing about accepting regardless of the outcome that you did whatever you could to help this person like you said it's something not easy to do and now i'm reflecting as we're having this conversation i think that was definitely or is definitely a big part of why I've started to like move away, maybe from from that kind of, of work. course. Yeah, of
1: course. And yeah. I'm sure you probably still do it on people you trust and people that you feel comfortable doing it with. Or whoever whoever it wants, you know, um,
0: yeah. it's it's a tool that I have that I can it's use awesome. whenever I want. So it, it is good. Yeah. But more than anything, I think more than like from looking personally, more than just the being able to help someone, the amount I learned going through the tra- like the training, I had to watch, it took like eight months, I had to watch over 300 hours of like video content wow. and sessions and with techniques and whatever it is, how much I learned about people and about beliefs and about our mind and about thoughts. So definitely no regrets because it was fantastic. And yeah. I think that way, this way now because of that. But maybe this is just not what was uh, I was supposed to be doing. But yeah. it's all good. I want to come back on the theta healing aspect so let's break it down now first of all i want you to tell me so and you told us how you got into it and how you discovered it but how was the experience of the first session not you did as a practitioner you had on yourself
1: oh that's a good one honestly i didn't know um I didn't know what I was getting myself into because my sister had just done a session and she was like, you need to go to this woman. She's awesome. And I was like, okay. And I went in, I didn't know anything about data healing. Um, I didn't even know that I'm supposed to speak in the session. Like that wasn't a. A lot of people think you're going to close your eyes and then like a healing is going to be done on your <laughs> mind, and it's not like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's ta- it's like talk therapy. Yeah, like, it's talk therapy. Exactly. And and you'll be sitting in your and your you know you obviously go through a meditation with one another. Um. She will the he or she the practitioner will take you up as a client and they will also connect as well and you will meditate together and they will take you through the meditation to get you to a point of a theta brainwave. And when you're in a theta brainwave, it's really slow and really Mm. big. And, um, it puts you in a state of complete relaxation, reflection, and inward, inward thinking. Yeah. So there's so much introspection that takes place and you don't realize until you're in that for an hour and a half, how, how crazy it is to feel that way. Mm. Um, and How connected you feel afterwards and sort of how like not not ungrounded but sort of like disorienting it is to come back to a beta state of mind uh, and to sort of be on this physical uh, you know in this physical space so I went to her and uh, what was the session about I think it was something to do with my father and I was like I'm gonna do this for my dad (laughs) and the first thing she looked at me and said is why are you doing this for him you know she was like this is for you what do you want for you and it was the first time I ever realized that everything I do is usually not for me. Mm. It's for to, for other for other people. And that's what we worked on. We ended up working on the my first ever theta healing was actually about how I never think about my I don't prioritize myself and how I'm not a priority in my own life. And I was like, "Oh, she's going to make me close my eyes, and we're not going to." And she was like, "How does that make you feel? What did you, you know, what's the worst thing?" And asking me all of these questions that got me to a point where she found my bottom belief—the belief, the 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 little seed yeah. that was planted years and years ago—that basically was the 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 origin that all made all my reality what it is today. Yeah. Um. And so in that data session, I was sort of like in shock almost because I didn't know I was going to have to speak that much. And I didn't realize um, how much I didn't know about the patterns I have in my life. And it was the first time I realized I could actually change them. Mm. And I left thinking, I've done a session and it was only um, probably a week or two later where I started to notice little changes like, Oh, I, I did this for me. Like I didn't cancel the gym because you know, X wants me to come and help her grocery shop for mom's dinner tonight. You get my point? Yeah. I, p- I prioritized myself and I noticed it in really little things where I was starting to say what does Stephanie want? And I was like, "Whoa, does this actually work?" And then that's when I started to say like I'll take the classes. And then from there I I would do sessions on whatever came and surfaced in my life. I'd be like, "Let me work on this and this and this <laughs> and this." And that's how it kind of started. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's that's really as really it's really interesting to hear that you went into it with no, like blank, you yeah. know, like a blank slate, yeah, no yeah. preconceived notions, no beliefs about what would happen, how it would work, what you wanted to do. I think. I think you're lucky that you went into it with that because I think a lot of people probably go into it with some type of belief, yeah, belief or expectation beforehand, and it's interesting hearing how, afterwards. The how you started to notice things, like little things, asking, like, how you start to ask yourself that question, like, what do I want? What, like, is this what I want to do? Is this yeah. not what I want to do? When you, so you finished the session, you said, then you started the training, right? Yeah. What, I guess, was what surprised you the most about going through the training? What was one thing maybe you learned during that process you're like, wow, I didn't even know this existed, this was possible, how, where, why?
1: Um. I would say there were loads of things because theta healing is, is, as a as a modality there's so much you can do just the i think for me the biggest benefit of theta healing is that when if you have any issue, whether it be emotional, whether it be mental, whether it be physical, physical. like an ailment or a disease uh or whether you you would like to work with the law of attraction to manifest something or have abundance in some element of your life or some aspect of your life. You can actually use the tools of digging and going through a session where it's called a digging session. You actually dig your subconscious mind to reprogram. Um, and so that for me was such. I mean, I I used to think we are who we are. I didn't realize we are our experiences and that those are what shape us and shape our personality and our character and what makes us. What makes me me? What makes me Stephanie? What mm. makes you Khalid? Our yeah. identity. And um, so much of what I thought I was, like I, it it's it's so profound for me. I broke myself down to a point where I figured out who I truly was. When before I was thinking that all of these experiences were what shaped me, Mm. and when I went into the basic class, that was sort of the first like shattering moment of like. This isn't who I am. I'm not an angry person, for example, because I used to have a lot of anger. Um, So that's not me. Who am I? And you really get to a point where you see you for who you are, and it takes a lot of work to get there. But when you do, you realize um, how how little we do know about ourselves. And that, for me, was quite profound. Mm. There were other beautiful things as well, like... Um, you can, you can do mediumship if you'd like, you can, you can, you can check the, f- you can remember the future. I like to say, like there's cool, cool. Remember the future? Yeah. The future. That sounds really interesting. What's, what <laughs> so does that mean? The idea is like, um, your past, we live in a, in a, in a, the, the a third demand, a, a 3d kind of world where time is quite linear, but, um, actually outside of that, um, Time is not linear. Time is multidimensional. And um, what's happened is happening now and will happen is happening all at once. And okay. the timeline isn't linear. Okay. And when you realize that, you realize that um, you're technically remembering your future because it has happened, is happening, will happen all at once. So it's, like, it's a pretty... it's a whole thing. Yeah, I don't know if we should get into that. <laughs> the whole thing.
0: I feel like I'm what I'm like. I, I feel like it's like I'm talking about interstellar right now, yeah. Uh, because they did like inter- what I loved about that. It's funny you bring that up because about that movie, it's it talks about and shows exactly what you're like the things that you're talking about how different dimensions and it's different than I started thinking of like the parallel universe theory and the multiverse and all that Absolutely, stuff and yeah. we can go all over <laughs> there but let's I'm trying gonna try to keep let's us on earth in this dimension <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah one thing that's really interesting to me that I've you you uh, told me about before about a theta healing and you mentioned it earlier was the different mo the different the four different like spiritual moda- <clears throat> modalities now that is something very interesting to me that the, your the past life and there's history and there's two more that you are. uh
1: so you're talking about the uh uh the different uh, on, on on different the four different belief systems N- yes right? exactly so so you have your core your soul your genetic and your history
0: okay and in a session do we uh, do we tackle them from those four different angles yes okay this part is interesting to me because mm-hmm. i've never done a theta session so i don't understand or can't like come to an understanding of when we yeah. talk about like past life and like mm. all that kind of stuff so how do i how can you help me understand like how does this work like what right. walk us through like what a session looks like and sure. then maybe that that sure. might help
1: so um okay so the first thing i would do is explain what data healing is sure yeah um, <laughs> we haven't done that yeah forward so uh, <laughs> Theta Healing is a modality, a spiritual uh, a healing modality that was created by a woman called Vayana Stabal. Mm. And um, essentially, the idea of Theta Healing is um, through meditation to get yourself into a state, yourself and your client, into a state of Theta, meaning okay. channeling the Theta brainwave through meditation, yeah. which is what you do anyway when exactly. you're meditating. yeah um once you're in a theta state of mind two things happen the first thing is that you are able to easily reprogram and rewire Mm. all of your beliefs uh, because you're in such a receiving energy and the second thing is that you are connected to um the source energy the universe uh um, this love energy, you can call it whatever it is, but it 's a higher the highest type of energy that helps channel healings and when you 're in a theta uh, brainwave, your connection, your portal to that is so uh strong, so you 're able to do a lot more when you 're in that state um while you 're going through that, that that through the discussions you need to get to to get to your bottom belief right so that 's essentially what theta healing is is getting to that meditative state with your client and beginning to do the work needed to heal the person channeling that, that source or that, you know, that universal energy. Okay. Um, and, uh, and in the process, changing programs to something positive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Changing the way we look at the world, changing the way we, we perceive certain events. So that's what data healing is. Um, now, while we're in Theta Healing, I'm, as a practitioner, interested in working with your subconscious. Yeah. Because in your subconscious mind is where so many of the limiting beliefs lie that limit you in your life right now, from getting you where you need to be, where you would like to be, uh, to get, um, uh, they're limiting you in every sense of the word, right? Yeah. Um. So what will end up happening in a theta session is I'll be sitting with my client or the practitioner sitting with the client and they can come to you for anything. Um, I was telling you this before, it could be, uh, emotional. You could be, you could come for anything emotional, anything, mental, physical, any diseases, any, anything really. Uh, it could be as simple as I, I would like to change my career path or I would like to manifest for, uh, my soulmate to come into my life. Uh, I think it's really, really, there's not much... I I think we can really work on anything that you would like to work on in your life. And based off of what you want to work on um, is how the session would start to go. Exactly, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. It really differs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The biggest, the most effective um, way to... The best thing to get out of a Theta Healing session is when you do a digging session. Okay. A digging session is when you work in the session to dig through your subconscious mind to find the bottom limiting programs and beliefs Mm. that we have spoken about so much in this session um, that have limited you in your life. Okay. Right? And through a series of questions based off of me channeling and meditating and you being, or the client being in a meditative state, you get to a point where you discover what the bottom belief could be. Um, And I'll get into that in a second. Now, once I find that bottom belief, which could be something like, um, you know, uh, if, I, if, I, if I have a job, my parents will or my, fa- my, the, my loved ones will abandon me. Mm. Could be as simple as that. Yeah. That, could be a, that is a bottom belief that is preventing you from getting a job. Or if I have success, people will abandon me. I will be rejected or I will be criticized or discriminated against or judged. These are bottom beliefs, right? And I want to figure out where they came from. So, once I've finally gotten that program, I'm like, picked it out, cool, here it is. When was the first time this happened to you? And I want them to really remember the first time they ever felt like, for example, their success made people leave them, alienated them, isolated them, made them feel rejected, whatever it is that I have discovered within the series of questions we've asked. And we find the memory the first time it ever happened. Most of the time it's in the core, but sometimes they'll say, this didn't happen to me. And that's when I'll say, ancestrally, it could have happened in your your lineage, right? Okay. This is where sort of the other aspects of the belief system come into play as well. Okay. But once I've found that belief, once we have worked on the memory, we've figured out what it made you feel like, all the negative things it made you feel, and I ask you the question, what did you learn from it, which is a really important question. We have to clear the belief. Yeah. Now, in that clearing, the command that I have to say as a healer is uh, to pull, cancel and remove on the core soul and genetic and to resolve on the history, the negative program of, um, and I'm saying this out loud for my client to hear, yeah. um, of if I'm successful, I will be rejected. And then I ask them, can I pull that? And I'm pulling it on all the belief systems. So even though this has happened in your core, I'm removing it from every system so that it's cleared. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that part. That part's the interesting part for me. Yeah. Because everything up until now, I can relate to 100%. In yeah. hypnotherapy, it's very, very similar. Yeah. The question is, for example, when uh, when you said just now, oh, I don't remember this happening to me. And you're like, oh, this could have happened in one of these other mm-hmm. um, um Modalities that you that spiritual is is that what it is? Belief systems, believe, sorry, belief systems. I don't know why I keep going through that. Yeah, um, belief systems. So, that could so them not remembering could mean two things in my mind one, maybe it's a repressed memory.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: That's one. And two, let's say it's not okay. Let's say, let's go with the example you used, it didn't happen to you, it happened somewhere else. Mm -hmm. How, as you as the healer, do you know? can identify where it happened and why like on what belief system is is this coming from and why is it affecting my life now do all because like I said there's four different belief systems we typically in in both in both our practices work on the subconscious and typically the core beliefs does a belief start from the core and can be reflected in the other belief systems, or sometimes is there a belief that has never come from the core, but has come from a different belief system, and now is a core?
1: Is a core, absolutely, yeah. Okay, uh, that's and, interesting. And that's that's the really, really kind of complex part of of our the the, the our belief systems and, yeah. and what formulates who we are yeah. is um, a belief can stem from any or 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 all of um, these yeah. four belief systems right okay. um i can have an ancestral belief or an ancestral an, an ancestral trauma uh about marriage as a woman maybe something happened in the lineage that has made me feel like i cannot or should not get married mm. um and that will trickle into my core because i already have it as a belief system and it could Yet again, perpetuate itself in my early ages of my developmental stages, mm-hmm. meaning I could have seen a terrible marriage between my parents at a very early age, and I've called on that experience as a soul because I would like to fix that in this life mm. does that make sense so like yeah a little bit yeah. there's there's um plenty of there are plenty of beliefs that are not just limited to one belief system they can be in many they yeah, can be in okay. one, they can be in two, they can be in all um and they can. And they, they do trickle into the core if they're in any of the others. You have it in your core life. Yeah, you because you're continue. experiencing it now. Like it, exactly. It's affecting
0: you here today, today. as Khalid or Steph. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's always been that way. The pattern has always uh, perpetuated itself and it has always been a cycle in your life. And you're constantly seeing it come up, come up, come up. You're not too sure why and when. And it could be stemming from another belief system that has trickled into the core belief system okay that makes any sense
0: yeah Yeah. logically yeah i can i understand i get it do i understand it fully no but again that's just that's just how it is because the first time i've even heard of different these different various belief uh, belief systems before
1: yeah it's it's it's, hard to wrap my
0: head around it a a little bit absolutely
1: And and i completely understand the way that i like to think about it is um like our our genes are made to keep us alive, right? Yes. Every 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 uh, DNA strand with all our traits in it are there to for survival of the fittest. Yes, that means that's why we have dominant and recessive genes, and the same thing goes for personality, and the same thing goes for uh, the way you carry your beliefs into this life. It's sort of like you inherit the physical, the mental, the emotional, you also inherit the, you You inherit beliefs. Um, a, a nice one to think of is the fight or flight response. Yeah. And how all of us are not, have natural inclinations to how we respond to a fight or flight. That is heavily genetic. That is, I mean, it is our ancestors being like, this worked for me. Mm, like, Let, me program, yeah. <laughs> Let me pass it down. Let me pass <laughs> it down to you so that you can keep our line alive. <laughs> so that's how I sort of like to look at it is like, um, there are so many things that I innately know mm. that I don't know how I, I know, uh, primitively speaking. Mm. Um, and my response to it cannot just be from what I've gathered in this life. It's years and years of generational evolution. Mm. Uh, and part of evolution is the DNA makeup and how we carry and inherit certain things to keep us up and running.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. On that point, on, when you're talking about DNA, I do remember reading a while ago that what there's, cause there's like, I'm me. I have a kid. They have their own DNA, and they get a lot of stuff from me. But they also are gonna get stuff from like their grandparents. Yeah, you know what I mean. Who got from there for there is I, there was a name for it, but it's like how it's not just from me to it's not just a one to one connection. There's a bigger connection. Like for example your my grandfather was a smoker okay that's in in gone into his for example dna and now it moves into that how you live your life the food you eat the choices you make all of that gets reflected in not just your dna but your grandkids dna and so on and that was really and so it kind of it kind of talks about what you've been like talking about like you're saying
1: so that's called epigenetics that that's the word yeah thank you and epigenetics is is a very recent (laughs) discovery um, and one that is strongly proving how your your experiences and the people you surround yourself with and the choices that not only you make, but that your ancestors and funnily enough, even your friends make how they shape your epigenetic makeup mm. and and how your DNA actually shifts based off of your experiences. And that also means your personality, what yeah. shapes your character yeah. starts to shift, which is embedded in your DNA um that's epigenetics epigenetics yeah. okay that's yeah.
0: what. it's really interesting that you said that even from people or like just people around you because i know i do know that um emotions for example like if you're constantly stressed is gonna make Absolutely. change your dna in some way mm-hmm. if you're like this like that there's so many things and your life the life i'm living now everything i'm doing is affecting it one way or the other and you will never exactly know yeah how um But I had a question. What was it? Shit, it went away.
1: That's okay. We were talking about epigenetics. Yeah,
0: I know epigenetics, and there was something. Why did I? Why was I stuck on epigenetics? What did I want to ask? There was something. Shit.
1: (laughs) It it happens. Yeah, happens to me all the time. (laughs) Hate when it happens.
0: Yeah. So epigenetics. That's, for example, that's the name. I, thank you for sharing the name because <laughs> i didn't great. know what it was <laughs> yeah um yeah. and that was always really interesting to, oh i remember now yes
1: came back.
0: um one thing that i because one thing i've never understood and i think is very interesting is how you're born a certain way mm-hmm. in the sense that let's say like between you you and your sisters me and my brothers and my sister like the environment is the same. We all will have different experiences, and that will shape our who we are as we grow. Yeah. But like babies, if you look at babies when they're born, this guy, for example, even if they're twins, this baby is kind of quiet, doesn't cry too much, is yeah. kind of shy. And as they dev- begin to like grow, you see them at like one, you start seeing their personalities. And it's crazy to me, I'm like, "Why is this baby like loud and maybe extroverted and yeah. wants to like do this, and why is this one not?" And that's crazy because they ha- you haven't had an experience, a life experience to make you this way. You were Absolutely. born with, as this type of person.
1: yeah,
0: and I don't know how. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty insane because you have to start somewhere, right? You can't you that's can't just thing. be like a blob sitting yeah. there being like, "Hey world, shape me." <laughs> god is a loving god. <laughs> I'm yeah. joking. Um but no, you're right. It's it's I mean, you start somewhere and I think that's where your 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 hair what you've inherited your genetics your dna is a huge part of what starts you off in the world yeah. what you get from both your mother and your father from both your parents is a good foundation mm. that, and you're kind of starting on a clear slate. You're like, this is me. This is the identity that I have chosen. Um, okay, now how, how am I going to yeah. grow in shape? Yeah. And I say shape because you never stop shaping. You never, you're never going to, you're not you. Yeah. You are just a, uh, like a form of you that's, Ever changing, ever evolving. Yeah. Right. And so as a as a baby, you're born into this world, man. I've seen like two day olds that I've already I'm already like, man, this one's feisty, yeah, or this yeah. one's like tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You can see it, like yeah. it's spewing out of them, and you're just like, There's no way that you don't have a personality. I see your personality. Exactly, exactly. You know? Yeah. But it's so it's so important your environment and how you are programmed at such a young age that shapes who you are. And even when you're all in the same environment, but you're all, you know, you're not the firstborn, you're the third or you're the middle child or you're the youngest. All of these and the experiences you're going through with your unit, with your family at those times, shapes who you are. Yeah. So like a really good example is like, if I put my sisters and myself and my brother, uh, we all lived in the same house, but um, Cynthia had too much attention You know, and I was didn't have enough because there were too many kids at that point. Mm -mm. So that changes how you perceive the world and how you feel about yourself, right? Yeah. Um, These these the environment isn't just dependent on 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 who you know who's making it up. It's also a matter of like what stage is each person at and how where do they lie within this unit and what is their role and purpose within this this family unit that has been formulated. Does that make sense? No,
0: no, that makes makes perfect sense. Changes everything. It it, it does. And I like what you said that um, on how we're always being shaped because it's true. You are, like, we are sitting right now having this podcast on this day in 2022. This is who we are now. Right now. But in maybe tomorrow, maybe in a week, a few months, whatever. There might be things that me and you have talked about today, then six months would be like, oh, actually, I don't think like that anymore. Or this is it. Yeah. And you're literally you're you are you're, you're almost a new person. I'm not. Do you get what I, I'm not saying? It like, oh,
1: yeah, I'm a new person. No, <laughs> new, new day, new me. <laughs> <Yeah>, no, no. <laughs> not like that. But like
0: you are like mentally, you're literally yeah. another. You have a new perspective on the world.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And some of them are gradual. Some of them. Are hard and some of them happen literally overnight, based on the experience you have. And yeah. I will, I really, really, really believe it. I have witnessed it myself. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give an example. Um, my when my uh, two years ago, my mom had a heart attack, and I promise you, the level, the shift that happened with me and my my whole family, um, literally happened overnight. Within a week, I felt like a different human being. Mm. I was propelled into a direction that I, I couldn't have been propelled into if I hadn't had that experience happen to me um, in my life at that moment. Yeah, And it's moments like that where I'm just like, it's crazy. Some things are so gradual. I, I change them over a span of five years. Um, and some are just based off of the experience maybe being as traumatic as this one, which, you know, doesn't always have to happen that way. Um can happen like so suddenly and it can be in a beautiful way as well you uh you know you you ended up going on a spontaneous travel trip mm-hmm. for three days and found something out about yourself or your mother had a heart attack like it, it yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah but you go you leave it and you're just like who i was a week ago i can't recognize this person yeah and it's an it's such an ex- ex- insane experience that you cannot put into words like i to date i can't tell anyone like who I was and, and who I became because yeah. of it. Yeah, but, but you know, but I know, I you feel know. it
0: exactly. Yeah, In you. Th- there's body. things that have happened that yeah. now you're like, I'm different. I'm not who I, how I was before. Yeah, I've changed. Yeah, yeah.
1: you know, and it, it's uh it's a beautiful thing. Change. It's oh. a hard thing. Yeah, but I it's know. it's fantastic, and it it shapes so much of 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 who you become.
0: For sure, and I think my. Favorite thing is when it comes to like change and like growth. I'm like, this is my way of knowing. This is like my defining factor. Yeah. I'm like, has I, a year ago, a situation happened. This is how I reacted. I'm here today. A similar situation has happened or making me feel the same things. Have I respond, reacted differently wow. or thought differently? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That means I've changed. That is my vali- valid. That's how I think about it. That's how I think about that it.
1: That is honestly, you couldn't have said it better than that. It's like, uh, you know how I was talking about the work you need to do on yourself. Work. The work comes with complete self awareness, mm. awareness and complete honesty with yourself. And when you're honest, you witness the patterns. And these patterns, you start to realize that you're doing the same thing every time, and that is why they keep coming. And you're so right. The validation really comes from wow. Same thing happened. How am I going to do it differently this time? Or damn, I did it differently, and yeah. look, I've I've changed this. Yeah, I've changed my my timeline, my my the course. Yeah, which is a, a beautiful way to think about it. Like that's how you quantify your success and how much growth you.
0: Hundred percent. At least personally, that's how I see it because I love um, it. there's. Um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um I think there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of different things to look out for. But for me, that is like the the clearest way. Sometimes I might be like, have I changed? Have I not? But when something like that happens, I'm like, okay, now I know. Yeah. But well, sometimes I might be like, oh, I have it.
1: Yeah, you're so which, right. Which
0: is also true, which yeah. can which can happen. Um, we talked about earlier, and what we've talked about a lot today is how much experiences shape, can shape who we are yes. and how we think and everything. This just came up as we were talking now. I love... I love doing this because uh, when I 'm in a good conversation like on the podcast, I get new thoughts in real time yeah that 's the cool thing. Um, we talked about how there's experience in this information yeah this is why, and I just realized it's not i 'm like this is why I love podcasts it 's because of this is because it's okay it's information but it 's an experience i 'm sitting and listening to a conversation i 'm getting an information but looking at it this is me sitting down listening to this is an experience in itself absolutely and that's why I love it because now you have podcast podcasting gives you the ability to consistent, depending on what you want and what mm. you're, you're looking for but the consistency to continually have these like aha moments yeah like, someone might say something you listen to a speech you listen to a podcast you're like damn. oh my god damn I never even thought of that I never yeah. even knew I don't know it's you're
1: so right yeah you're you know it's funny you say that because a lot of times when I'm listening to podcasts or or just like uh taking in information that I'm researching, and I genuinely look at a lot of a lot of these situations as like a healing, like have you ever sat in a conversation and been like I felt something change, even though we didn't actively sit there being like, gonna do the work. Mm. But I'm like, this discussion was so lovely that I got something out of this, that a, a little part of me grew a little out of it.
0: One million percent.
1: And I feel like people like you who get to be on these podcasts and, and like expand your knowledge base on so many different topics, there's a healing in that, in that in, in that, that, that privilege of knowing so much information and, and being inquisitive enough and curious enough to to like gather it and to create a portal for people mm. to learn from it too. Yeah, There's something, uh, it's very multifaceted, but not only do you grow, but you're creating a platform for other people to grow. And there's a huge healing energetically that can go on in something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: N- I've said what the podcast does. I've never said it as beautifully as that. So thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you're you. welcome. <laughs> so thank you. That's a very nice way yeah. to say it. It's so, It's. I've never... Put it so eloquently, but yes, a hundred percent, it is true. That's that is what I'm trying to do, and that is why I do this. Um,
1: I definitely feel that for sure.
0: Thank you. I yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Um, Steph, so I just have a few more questions Tell for me. you. Um, so, I wanted to round off today's topic with something mm-hmm. that I don't understand, and I I think um because maybe I'm not that kind of person, because maybe because I don't understand it spirituality okay
1: mm.
0: when someone says i'm a i'm religious very easy to understand i can buck. i'm like i have a i have an understanding of what that means okay that means mm-hmm. they think this whatever whatever but then but over time recently and i've actually i asked Yaz this question once and we talked about it but um i still don't understand when someone says i'm a spiritual person mm. Me as Khaled I just Because maybe Because I'm Either I'm not Or I don't understand I don't get What that is So If I'm Correct me if I'm wrong But I feel like You are a spiritual person But what does that Mean How would you describe Spirituality to someone
1: Oh I think What I would Describe it as Is a knowing that there's more than just my physical body and this physical space. Okay. And I don't believe that spirituality can just, you know, the way that we know it, which is this like, you know, um, meditation. It's not just about that for me. It's like tapping into the knowing, the knowing of something larger, something bigger, something more, um, and the awareness of it and i find like this conversation is spiritual when i watch a bird flying in the sky and i and i ha- i witness just a moment to see its wings flap there's a spiritual moment in that there is an awareness of something bigger than me mm. something outside of me mm. and i look at a wave in the ocean there's something extremely spiritual about a moment like that so i i I really believe this with all my heart, that um, spirituality is is can be momentary as mm. well, mm. and it is just it is just an awareness of something outside of you okay. and a knowing of it. And I think being um, spiritual is the practice of that. okay. Does so, that make sense? Like, yeah,
0: that makes sense. It, I, I I get what you're saying. So correct me if I, I, yeah. I want to make sure I understood it correctly. So it's the belief that there is something. There is more than I guess than more than what I see and more than what I feel here, think, yeah. experience. There's another world, something bigger than something us. Something bigger. Okay, is being spiritual? Because you said right at the end. So it's I'm um, I'm curious. Is it a practice because you know for example like a religious person has a certain certain practices that they do to get that connection with god or with their religion and so on is would you say spiritual being spiritual is the same thing there's like practices that you do to do that or it's just the that belief and that awareness and that understanding
1: um i would say so f- spiritual, connected to the spirit, knowing there's more than just the physical self, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, there's knowing and there's also exercising that. Okay. Um, in order to, you know, if you're going to run a marathon, sorry. If you're going to run a marathon, are you going to go to the marathon and just run it and think you can run 43 kilometers? I don't know. Is it 43 or 45? I th- one or the other Some, I mean, something, something around like there that. Something there um, You're not gonna You need to build yourself up To to get there Yes, exactly Right? Yeah And in the same way In spirituality You can understand the information Understand that, that things go past your senses That things can go past your dimension But there's a practice of it too Kind okay. of getting in tune with it, exercising that part of the mind which is the pineal gland, mm. and getting yourself mm. to a point where you uh, practice it like it's like it's an exercise or like it's something you know like any anything ordinary you know anything in your ordinary life you would practice. You need to practice that if you would like to expand on that. If you would like to learn more about it and know mm. more about it, and it's such a a vast. I mean space or, or, or place to go but um yeah i would say you can practice it but it it it's i think you have everyone in their own way is spiritual in their okay. own way right like yeah. i think doctors that are studying uh you know the, the the minute cell there's something extremely spiritual about that practice they might not look at it as spiritual but it is because it's outside of of what we we're, we're it's it's a it's a knowing of something greater greater yeah does that make sense yeah, like yeah that makes sense um i just i just think that you can you 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 are constantly practicing spirituality in your life with with whatever it is that you do um without you even noticing you're doing it as yeah. an artist for instance mm. painting a beautiful painting you're channeling something there's mm-hmm. something spiritual about that mm. um when you are um, I don't know. When you're a filmmaker, I, I, I think about it when I'm when I'm in my own field. I'm, cr- I'm recreating life. Yeah. I'm recreating. I'm replicating life mm. through art. Yeah. There's something extremely spiritual about that. Mm. There's something spiritual about a surgeon healing a patient on a table, mm. um, and believing in in whatever it is he's doing that will heal this person. Spirituality is found in everything. It's how you perceive it. And it is how you channel it, and it is what laws you channel to get to to get get to that. To that, yeah. Okay, so you.
0: So it's interesting that you said that. So we, that everyone is spiritual in their own way, but we might just not. Some I can speak from my personal experience. Like I might look at a certain situation. And react to it in a certain way, or do something, or look at it in a certain perspective. But in my mind, I don't have the. Let's call it the spiritual like label So I'm be like, I can be like, oh, that was like, you know, so yeah, I can read yeah. across and be like, oh, that was spiritual. Is that yeah, yeah absolutely. Is that a, okay, gotcha. It,
1: that's how I look. I mean, this is my perspective. Well, yeah, because, yeah, of course. Yeah, I got you. Because everyone assumes like, like you know, to be to be um, spiritual, you need to do X, Y, Z, and and in my opinion. Every single one of us has 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 been witness to spiritual moments mm. that are outside of even something that we would grasp as spiritual. You know, like
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's
1: like so many people have told me about like when you're dreaming. There's something spiritual about that. You're delving into your subconscious. You know, when you're when you're when you're when you're witnessing a sunset or mm. or, or walking momentarily at a at a at a sunrise and you were there by accident Mm. that is a moment that the universe has created for you to witness Mm. itself Mm -hmm. and there's something I mean our existence is spiritual Mm. that's how I look at it and I know I'm like acting so profound right now but it is it's like the mere fact that we're alive and Mm. that there are two people across the table right now just having a conversation is spiritual for me so I just I think about uh, looking at that beauty in every single aspect and, and seeing things From that lens. Yeah. um, No matter what part of your life you're at and how you perceive the world.
0: Yeah. So looking at, so it's, I guess seeing events for more than what they are. Yeah. Like I, like something, a a tree falling, drinking water, whatever, whatever the case might be, there's the physical act, the thing that has happened, but it's thinking beyond that, you know. Absolutely. About all those kind of things. And I think, listening to you, I think re- what I realized is one of the, I think one of the biggest struggles people maybe or maybe I've had with spirituality or maybe other people might have is this, is that. And I always link it to religion because in my mind, it's just the most c- comparable kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I totally um, get you. Is with religion, there's a very structured set of practices and there's a clear end goal. I do one, two, three, four, five. I'm a good person, and the idea is I have a destination. So I'm putting in the work now to go to this destination. But I think the challenge with spirituality is that there isn't, first of all, a structured practice and there no, is no yeah. end destination. Maybe that's what the challenge is, or maybe, maybe that's why I'm thinking of it now. Maybe that's why I f- thought of it as challenging, maybe.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So do you mean to say that, like, because there's so many different paths you can take in in terms of like practicing that spirituality yes there's something sort of confusing about like what's right for you
0: yeah yeah yeah, that and there's i don't there isn't like there there's no like end goal you know it's like i'm doing i'm on the spiritual road to get to like spirit heaven for example you know (laughs) you know what i mean yeah but with this you know there is that roadmap that yeah. at least that's what the that's what the idea is. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I look, I, I will say that one of the confusing things is it's not something you're born with, like like it's
0: not something you're like born like
1: spirituality with. isn't. You're not born into a spiritual. practice right yeah yeah so you have to find it and you usually find it at like when you're older you know you're not like 13 years old being like i want to go on my virtual (laughs) journey you're like you're like what's going on with my hormones (laughs) and why do i feel this way all the time (laughs)
0: there's more pressing matters that you're thinking about you're just like
1: what is happening here and why (laughs) why is this planet but then you reach that you get past that you know 22 years old and then you're like oh okay everything's stabilizing yeah now now, (laughs) now it's going to a
0: completely different way yeah yeah
1: yeah. and i think like an awakening takes place when you like kind of get to that when you're in a bit later in your life yeah where you start to question things and questioning things is really good because it, it gets you to like discover things that you you know that you wouldn't have ever even believed to be true or didn't even know existed uh, but it 's tough because you have to it 's not yeah it 's not something that someone will yeah. bestow upon you like yeah. in in religious practices you know so many times i 'm like I know this information and I know how to do this because someone has bestowed that uh, knowledge and that yes. wisdom exactly. and has has guided me and into yeah. how to do this yeah yeah um it 's not the same in spirituality it 's like almost like self seek you have to seek yes. it out yeah and that's quite challenging to do because you're gonna make some mistakes and there are gonna be times where something worked for you but something else didn't work for you mm-hmm. and uh it's trial and error. Yeah, of course. And of it's, course. But it's it's a it's a journey. Like it's yeah. it's not it's something you have to seek yourself and, and figure out, which is cool. Yeah. And
0: uh and the, I don't think there's any uh, I don't think there's anything there's no right or wrong. It's yeah. just you figuring out is this, does, do does I this agree with this? Me? Does this work for me? Yeah. You know, and like you said, I think the summary of everything that we've talked about today is that when it comes to healing, when it comes to mindset, perspective, all that kind of stuff, it is a endless journey. There's yeah. no end goal. There never is an end goal. No matter what happens, you're always going to be learning. Your perspective is always going to be changing and that depends on 10 million different things <laughs> that we've like touched on today
1: yeah no you're, t- you're totally right yeah um, I wanted to say something and now I forgot see it's my okay. turn keep ah, it. it we were
0: talking about um, yeah. journey how everything's a journey it never ends given <laughs> everything we've talked about today yeah the, the
1: but before that what did you say you were saying something and I was like oh you reminded me
0: uh,
1: uh, uh, what was I saying? No, I can't remember <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I hate when that happens. It
0: does. Well, we're gonna we're gonna round off podcast. If it comes yes. up, just say it, okay? Sure, it, sure. And sure. cut me off. Um, Absolutely. First of all, uh, so Steph, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. I just have two more questions for you. more yes, Questions I ask all my guests.
1: Okay, cool.
0: And I'm actually with you. You're, I'm very curious to hear your answer to both. Right. Um. First of all, looking back, either uh, looking back at your life, either professionally, personally, whatever the case might be, if I ask you, what are you most proud of for yourself? What would you say?
1: Oh, what am I most proud of? I think um, two two things that come to mind for me are the. Uh, the The journey of of figuring out my truth mm. which which means being really truthful with myself and i I think that that's a really hard thing to do uh and that means taking responsibility and accountability for every single thing that happens in your life, yeah. which is honestly what what these modalities are all about it's about accountability and responsibility it's about holding yourself accountable to all of these um Experiences And Knowing that You've attracted them In some way And they're yeah. serving you You yeah, had at hand to way. play in this yeah, Absolutely It didn't just happen to you Yeah yeah. And I think um, Being really honest And truthful with myself Was a very hard thing to do And is a very hard thing to do And I Continue to strive to do that With myself And with others Yeah And I think that I'm really proud of myself For doing that
0: Yeah And you should Because that's <coughs> The hardest thing to do yeah. man. Uh, With other people is one thing, but honestly, it's with yourself that's the hardest. Because you know when you're bullshitting yourself. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that is what, I guess, hurts the most when you're like you said something or you did something, you're like, yeah, but you know that's not what yeah. you believe or that's yeah. not what you should have said. I think that's what hurts the most. But
1: and you're having it in you're, it's you're internal. In yourself yeah, yeah. and you're just like, I hate that I'm having this and you just don't feel good
0: about yourself. <laughs> yeah, of course not. No, 100%. Yeah. Um, but if that's what you're most proud of, that's a beautiful thing. So you should be very Still happy. Still learning it. But yeah, of course. But yeah. we, I think we all are. Yeah, absolutely. And what is, for my last question, Steph, what is the message that you'd like everyone to take home with them today?
1: Damn. Uh, the message that I would like to take everyone to take home today. Can I take a moment to think about this? Take your time. Can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah.
0: What is the message you'd like everyone to take home with them today?
1: Um. I think I think what I would say is there's beauty in this chaos. Um and it's no, wait.
0: <laughs> Delete. Don't worry, yeah,
1: yeah. Um message I would like. I want it to be good. I want it to be good. Um
0: I always say, as just mm-hmm. some some advice. Please, uh, when it comes to the, proud, the the last question and this question, I usually say, people are struggling. I'm like, whatever was the first thing that came to mind is that.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow, that actually helped.
0: Hmm. Hope it helps. That's what we do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, look, the, the 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 message is that. Um, does it have to be about he- healing specifically? Anything. Okay, about anything. What's the message? Um, I think we spend a lot of time trying to fix ourselves and work on ourselves, and that's a wonderful thing. And it doesn't have to be scary. The beautiful thing about about doing it is playing, and when you play with with this this world that we live in you bring back the child in you. Mm. And I think, uh, ironically, even though all we're doing is going into the past and trying to remove our programming, that there's so much of the suppressed child that when we work on ourselves, the fun part is awakening that. Mm. And I think that beautiful things, creative things, visionary things come out of channeling the child in you, the fearless person you were before things could have broken you down Yeah. so the biggest thing that I would say and I mean it with, with every part of every cell in my body is to stop berating yourself and to really really speak to you with so much love to bring that child back out and use that child to help to help make this life an easier life and a funner life and to have pleasure in in being here and and to help other people using that yeah that's what i would say
0: i think that's a that's a beautiful message um yeah. to end the show um i think the word you use surprised me but it's so relatable uh on the concept of play yeah because when you go into something or what we we don't i think when you get older the things that you do for fun i guess in our minds we don't look at that as play but it, if you step take a step back that is what it is
1: absolutely you know what
0: i mean um so we're playing. yeah we're playing yeah. exactly and i think when you do go into it with something like that like oh this is a game it's a challenge or like <laughs> you know it's it you go into it with a different mindset and energy and usually like you said that is where the fun kind of is yeah or the answer that maybe the answer that you're looking for is it's much easier it's nicer to get to it that way than to like like with anger and yeah. resentment and so on yeah yeah
1: because things aren't as serious as we as we think they are you know like <laughs> I, I very know, true you know when you're in a problem and you're like so stuck in it and yeah. you're just like i can't see past this yeah and then you finally pass it okay. and then like five years down the line you're like look at what that yeah, was what was that
0: exactly exactly
1: like things shouldn't be so serious and heavy. so heavy, heavy and we can find yeah. A way to like perceive our our experiences and our and our lives lives as, as beautiful yeah. and and fun and this is a fun like, look it's it's already hard as it is let's have some fun let's play yeah. a little <laughs> that's bring true. that
0: child out I think that's that's the quote let's yeah. play a little I love let's that play a little. Um, Steph thank you so much for thank coming you. on the show thanks for having this me this has been a, it's been a while since I've uh, gone into like this area and this kind of conversation, but I knew since our first conversation, <laughs> I knew I'm like having stuff on the show. It's going to be a fantastic conversation. I oh, knew man. it and it has been. It really and was. Thank you so much um, to anyone who wants to like reach out. Maybe they want a healing yeah, session. Sure. How can they get in touch with you? Let us yeah, know. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, you can literally, I think you'll tag me or, or yeah, yeah. my name. Yeah. You can just uh, DM me and, and, and we can go from there. Sure. I also have a lot of healers that I know. Uh, also in different modalities if people are ever interested mm-hmm. it's, it's such a fun arena to play in and we can we can get going from what people need so yeah
0: sure. awesome you guys heard it here first yeah. Steph thank you so thank much you. for coming to the show this thank was amazing so thank you no uh, guys whoever listening thank you so much make sure to like follow subscribe share the podcast at Helps. the two s's and as always guys hope it helps peace
1: bye guys <laughs>